you want to thank those for listening that are listening. Um, sorry about not posting in a while, but plan on getting back onto it. Tonight, I just want to kind of go on a little bit. It's more about myself. I guess anytime I really talk about you know God or anything like that, it's really more towards pointing more towards myself, I guess. But kind of want to go into my walk. Um, you know, I'd been doing really good, and I kind of fell into a slump. And I'm getting out of it because it's it's just not. I don't like it. You know, I get a I get a slump or rut, whatever you want to call it, and I just get into a sinful life, and it's not fun. It's not a fun at all. I feel like nothing. You know, I f- feel like nothing goes my way. It's just you know, like I've said before. We live in a world that is not built for Christians. Meaning there's just a lot of worldly sin. And it's just not a Christian world in general. Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 and 14. I like these verses. You know. I read this. quite a a while ago I like to refer back to it sometimes this is in chapter uh, chapter 7 verse 13 it says enter ye in at the straight gate for the wide is for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in thereat verse 14 says because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it you know, when I think of, you know, when I go into it, you know, in, into the, enter ye in at the straight gate. When I read the part where it says about talking about being in a straight gate, I feel like it's pretty, it's pretty simple to fall into sin and live a sinful life just like it is a pretty simple thing to kind of you know become a follower of Christ I mean it's it's pretty straightforward you know and then it says you know for wide is the gate when I read that I think of how easy it is to get in to the life of you know, being sinful and not repenting and not following God, you know, it's easy. You know, it's wide, it's broad, and it's just, it's easy to just walk into, you know, that big old, walk down that big, big old road. And, you know, obviously it leads to destruction. And it's, uh, you know, this next, this next part of this, verse, you know, it's stagnant, it's saddening. It says many there will be which go in there at as Christians, you know, I heard this in another podcast that we must walk right to be a light. And 
it's our job as Christians to go out and spread the word and initiate that conversation and lead others to God. Your job isn't to save people, but it's to lead people in a sense of spark that conversation to get those those ones that who haven't thought about it, they start to think about it. And uh, verse 14 says, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way. When I think of it being narrow, I think of, you know, just the laws and just the way that we should we should live you know it's it's very narrow it's not a broad format you know he doesn't necessarily ask us to do a gazillion things it's just you know pray worship fellowship spread the word and just have a good solid walk but once again you know it's our jobs to go out to those who need God. We can't sit back and wait and hope that people come to us and ask us, you know, hey, you know, what's God? What is God? We have to go out and initiate that conversation. And I know it's a struggle. It's really hard to get that type of conversation going you know it's nerve-wracking and everything especially when you got a friend that you know you never really talked to him about anything of that nature but just as jesus did you know people didn't just walk up to him and say hey who is god he he went out he left the church and he went out and talked to those and spread the word and spoke parables and things like that it just, you know, anything that Jesus did, you know, reading through the gospel and stuff. I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, the healing and, you know, things like that. And the great miracles that he did. <clears throat> those are things that we can't do. But I will say there's a lot that he did that we 100% can't do. The way he treated people. The way he went about conversation, you know, he didn't beat around the bush. He was straightforward. He initiated conversation. He initiated groups of people gathering and things like that. And for him to be, for him to have been able to do that, you know, he had to be strong in the word. He had to be, you know grounded in his father's word and what it means um, another verse I'd like to dive into is second second Peter chapter 1 so verse 2 read this in church today it says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord I just advise anybody, you know, listening right now, to just dive into his word. Dive into the knowledge of God. And when you start diving into, you know, 
the word and you ground yourself in the word and any you know whenever you come across a problem there's something in the Bible that can help you get through that situation always and when you start doing this like it says it says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and he starts and God starts filling you with all this knowledge and wisdom of all that he's you know spoke of grace and peace follows 100% but like I always you know I'm real hard on myself and I Sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. But being a follower of Christ, it, it's it's definitely a narrow road. It's you know, at times it's tough because, like I said, we don't live in a world that really likes God fearing Christians. Just straight up Christ followers. It's just not a world built for that. But our job is to work on turning that world into this God-fearing you know Christ-walking life and we can only do that by simply doing what Jesus did and just going out and speaking and initiating that conversation and just talking to people you know it ain't gotta be you don't have to sit there and just hound them and pound on their hearts and everything that's not your job your job is to just simply open up a window, open up that door, so maybe, just maybe, that they kind of peek in and wonder what it's like. Because I'm telling you, I don't think there'd be a person that would gain their salvation and say, you know, I don't want it. I don't want my salvation. They just wouldn't because it's that great. One more thing, you know, I just want to kind of end with this is uh, today in church, you know, preacher said, uh, everything in your life can be taken from you. And I like to refer back to the book of Job. I like to refer back to my life at one point in time where I had everything taken from me for a period of time. You know, I didn't have anybody to talk to. I was alone. I was embarrassed. And all these different things. I just, I just felt stripped of everything. Just like in the book of Job. Job was stripped of everything and his was to like the maximum extent of you know he lost all of his kids all of his money all of his farms all of his farm animals and with the right timing and right circumstances everything can be taken away from you everything but one thing and that's your salvation that's not something that just comes and goes. It's just not. You know. When he said that today, it just really hit me. And 
like I said, man can take everything from you, but he cannot take your salvation, whether it's, you know, it just doesn't matter. Your salvation, once you get that, it's something that nobody but God, nobody but God is holding for you, and God does not take that away from you. Thank you for listening. Just, I'll try to record some more.